the copyright. God damn it, John. expressed on the J. King Network contain mature content and may be deemed as offensive in nature. However, they may not reflect the same views held by the network itself. So please, use discretion when tuning in. Good morning, everybody. My name is J. King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. With me are my co-hosts. He is taking oh, one love, one love. You're lucky if you have just one love. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one. So love yourself. That's you, Self Kente, y'all. He is taking care of business every day. Johnny Beckman, Overdrive. Hey, good morning. I wanted to call in because this is the inaugural Saturday show for Kings in the Morning. And I just want to say, it's raining men. Hallelujah. Good morning. <laughs> Brother Reverend Ali. Papa Jay was mute and phones. Oh, yes, if the show ain't up, then I'm wrong. And he didn't mind. No, he didn't mind my mute song. Well, let me say it again. Papa Jay was mute and phones. Oh, yes. If the show ain't up, then I'm wrong. And he didn't mind. No, he didn't mind my mute song. Now, I do the Saturday show Cause, Cause, motherfuckers call me and say, "Man, why we we should do a show on Saturday?" And, and then you guys, first of all, John Beckman, let me say this to you: the reason why we can't play Candyman is because the shit white folks made up. So don't get mad at me for white folk rules, okay? John, rules are, rules are help you with these guys, niggas. Man. I'll help you. I got you. Thank you, Ali. But rules are meant for breaking, goddammit. Just try it. I'm not breaking. No, I'm not breaking no rules because you tell me to. You ain't the white man in charge. Good morning, Vernicle. It's some white folks. According to you, Seth, Seth, I am. According to you, Seth, I did everything wrong. No, John, tell them they ain't the the black man that's in charge either. Say anything, nigga, John. I got your back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you got the right to. So you, so, so you, so you, so you just like um, Kente said, you didn't win. If you, if you were a a, a puppet, you'd be a, a Benedict Arnold. Good morning, Michelle. Oh yeah. Hill. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, they called him so many white dudes and, and derogatory racist names. Shit, he, he got to come back. Yeah, if yeah. I was around a whole bunch of white folks and they was calling me, nigga, you think I ain't going to say white boy? Shit. <laughs> That's right. I got your back, Ali. Don't you worry. About That's it. right. I got your back. Now, you know, the last time they said they got their back to a black man, I'll need to put a rope around his neck. So go ahead and have at it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I ain't going to the barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Why not, Ali? We've got got barbecue tofu. Well, look, I don't eat tofu. I don't eat nothing with soy. I don't like soy either. They mess up my intestines. But if I go to the barbecue, I have to go with like maybe 13 niggas. That way he have 12 to get to before me. (laughs) Uh, You got to make multiple niggas. They might change up. I'm in Santa Monica, right? I'm at this. I'm at a, I'm in a hotel. And so they gave me a suite. That's what they call this, a suite. This shit, shit ain't no sweet. It ain't, this, this, this shit is so barren. It, it's crazy. But, um, but, but it's a beautiful hotel. We're in Santa Monica. But, but, and the reason why is because we had two rooms um, on the beach and two rooms um, at the Hilton, uh, which is about three minutes from the beach. And I gave uh, Tirza and J. Ali the beach rooms because they were a thousand dollar night rooms and they were beautiful, and um, and I thought that they should they, that that would that would be cool for them, you know. I, I've done that shit before, so but it was a beautiful event last night. Uh, it's five hundred dollars a ticket. You know, it wasn't it, it wasn't a big event. It was like a couple hundred people, but it sold out. Beautiful venue, beautiful event. It was the um, Santa Monica. Black Lives Association that the um, the mayor and city council went to Barry and Kira uh, Snell, their two um, African American um, business people, husband and wife, and asked them to create the um, Black Life Association because uh, in Santa Monica there's only three percent African American, and it was um, one of their one of their uh, measures to to start making um, African Americans a part of the community and not and not separate. And I thought that was cool. But um, so you know, so I I spoke about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I said, you know, the same way we demand diversity, equity, and inclusion, we have to live it. We have to be the same diversity, the same equity, the same inclusion that we ask for. We we have to do it in our personal lives. And they liked the message. It was good, but we did, uh, and they party. I mean, it was some, and I mean, it was some old. It was, it was an old white guy there, eighty-eight years old, and he was dancing. They was up. They was partying. They had a good time. We had a good time. It was really fun. It was fun, and, I, and uh, when people enjoy the music, you can tell uh, by the how they respond to it. They love. They loved it's all right. So it was good. It was a good. It was a good evening for us. The only thing I hate is that I missed uh, the Sacramento Observer's 60th anniversary gala last night. I heard it was absolutely spectacular. Um, I bought a table, so um, I um, but I wasn't there, but I did support them. So it was 
wonderful, wonderful event there. We had a wonderful event. And then um, uh, so I found out that um, uh, Shadar uh, Sanders has a boot on his car. And uh, the reason why I found out that the motherfucker got a boot on his car is because every 15 minutes, these motherfuckers send me a, a text letting me know that he had a boot on his car. Like, I give a fuck. Like, I really care that Shadar Sanders has a Rolls Royce and a boot on it. Good morning, Melinda Morgan. They got a rose and, and got a can't roll it. Can't ain't got a stem on it. God damn, that's ridiculous. Uh, listen, is it, it, um, is it in Santa Monica? No, he didn't. No, it, it, uh, in Colorado, but you know. But they're making it a big oh, okay. deal. They sent me this. Like it's, 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 <laughs> I am for you so retarded. I'm like, so what? So what? He got a boot on his car. <laughs> yeah, so what? Uh, why? Why? Why is it a big deal? That nigga. That yeah, nigga. He don't need to drive it. So just imagine. Um, just imagine. If just imagine if if um Kareem Abdul Jabbar and Wilt Chamberlain and Muhammad Ali and all those athletes that were deemed uh amateur athletes were able to make money. Good morning. Good morning, Melinda Morgan. Good morning, Gary Finney. Just imagine if they were able to make money off their name, image, and likeness coming up. How much how much more wealthier athletes would be. I don't know if you guys remember Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was a football player who played for USC. Yeah, I remember him. And Anthony Davis won the Heisman Trophy, but he made his name off of Notre Dame, killed him two years in a row uh, with run backs uh, as a running back, but also punt returns and stuff. Anthony Davis was maybe an inch and a half, two inches taller than me, but his body was like a rock. And, and Anthony used to come to my house when I first started, when, um, when I first did, you know, when he was trying to be in the music business. But Anthony Davis never really made uh, an impact in, in, the, in the, the National Football League. He didn't make any real money um, there. But his jersey sold like crazy for USC. Even after, even 10, 15, 20 years, uh, or, and even today after he, uh, you know, left the university, his, his uh, jersey continued to make money. But Anthony didn't make money. If he was number 28, wasn't he? Wasn't he number 28 for USC? I don't, I don't know his number. I just know he didn't make any money. I just know that when it came down to whether he made uh, a living uh, from football or from what he did on the field for USC, he made no money. But USC made a lot of money. It, it, their uh, football uh, 
revenue carried some of their other sports like um, swimming and and tennis and and track. Football well, all, carried all those schools those do sports. that. Yeah, all schools carry yeah. all those sports. But he but he Was made he no money. Was he before Marcus Allen or after Marcus Allen? Before. It was before Marcus Allen. He was before? Okay. Before, yeah. And the fact yeah, that you have they, to ask me that they were, the fact that you have to ask me that question even and even lends itself to what I'm saying. That you you know, you forgot Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis uh helped build USC into a football powerhouse and everything. And I just think it's funky that those athletes um, you know, that like, you know, they would, they had to starve through college. You know, I was mm-hmm. Ralph Sampson. In college, Ralph Sampson was a beast. By the time he made it to the NBA, he was a shell of himself because his knees, his knees were bad. And he yeah. couldn't, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't function. Good morning, Sequoia. He couldn't he had, function. He had a few good way. games, though. Um, yeah, he had a few good games, but he wasn't the dominant ball no, player he wasn't. that he, that he was comparing, in college. And not the rookie this year. I think because he went yeah, to the Rockets, though. That's why. No, no. Ali, his knees, I don't, give him, I don't care what team he went to, his knees were going to be what they were. His knees well, were Yeah, done. that's true, but I just didn't think they played him right, though, on the team, though. Yeah, well, you know, no he, he, he had limited – well, because he had limited mobility, his knees were shot. They didn't right, work. They they, 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 right. Why didn't they play him right? Well, because yeah, they didn't play him. They, 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 they didn't play him down low. Right. No, the same way they ain't playing Anthony Davis right. His ass got knee problems and shit. They need to have that nigga down in the middle on the on the forwards, power forward, and stay his ass down there. Don't be coming up to the I top mean. of the goddamn court well, because you know doing screens yeah, and right. shit. They were no, they had they towers. had they had Ralph Sampson doing skin, they were screens, the twin Jay. Towers. Yeah, they were the twin um, towers down low. No, nigga, they, they, they had him the doing screens and they shit. Were, they were the, but he still, they, he did play low. Um, he didn't play. He he played and he played the, the four and the five. He had an outside game as well. They, 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 they didn't need to do play. that. His knees was fucked up. They said that they, he probably would have lasted longer. No, he wasn't going to play. I mean, his knees were done, doofus. His knees were done. That was it. Jay, who was better, Ralph Sampson or Patrick Ewing? Didn't Ewing have bad knees too? No, no. Um, Patrick Ewing played in in, in the NBA for a number of years before his knees started going bad. Good morning, um, Jay Lucky Witherspoon. So let me tell you guys what's happening. I'm going to tell you guys. I'm giving you guys a heads up right now. Jay King, Lucky Witherspoon, Joe Levy, Sean Rayford, starting March 30th, 2024, will be in Sacramento. Uh, uh, and then, um, and and then in April, we'll be in San Diego. We'll get you the date. And in in San Diego, we're going to play at a resort and spa. So people can come from all over the country to come to that event. And then, yeah, that motherfucker's um, baby. That shit is live too, Jay. In May, we're going to be in Oxnard. In June, we'll be in Los Angeles. In July, we'll be in, in the Bay Area. Um, and we're going to – so I'm just letting you guys know. Uh, it's, and, you know, 
Don't come there with your with your attitude because it's going to be an evening of sexy, sensual, sophisticated, and seductive music. So you know, either bring there, bring, come with one, or come with the idea you're going to leave with one. They gonna have pies and cookies, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, Lucky Witherspoon, Sean Rayford, Joe Levy, Jay King. It's gonna be some. It's gonna be some good music. It's gonna be some good, some good music. I mean, just. Just imagine headliner. you'll get a chance. Headliner. Um, there, there is no headliner. We, we're, uh, it's gonna, we're all gonna just be, we're gonna be there. We're gonna all do about thirty-five minutes of music, two, two hours and twenty minutes of music, and um, you're gonna hear music like this. Yes, Chuck Dennis will promote our song. When I had you to myself, I didn't want you around. I'm so sorry, baby. I'm turning things around. Choose to love you like a mother loves a baby. Like music is good for the soul. You can lean on me when you need me. I've got so much love to give, love to give, love to give, love to give. Think on me when you meet me. I've got so much love to give, love to give, love to give. I don't feel like being lonely tonight. I need you to save me from myself. Take me from my word. I can't change the way you feel about you. But I can't change the way I love you. And I, I got reasons to give you what you want. Hang on me and waste your conversation. Hang on me and waste your conversation. I got so much love to give, and I love to give. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Kings in the morning. There it is. Jay King. Joe Levy. Lucky Witherspoon. John Rayford. March 30th. Sacramento. Get your take coming, y'all. Hey, Francis. Good morning.
Did she say her name was cold? Sean Rayford, Jay King, Lucky Witherspoon, Joe Levy, March 30th in Sacramento. Tickets will be available in the next two or three weeks. The Sack Pack. How many yet? We don't know. You know, it's according to my schedule with Club Nouveau because we have new record coming out and everything. But we will do at least eight, as many as 12 dates next year. The the, the four of us, me, Joe Levy, Lucky Witherspoon, Sean Rayford. 
Uh, are you going to come to did Ohio? You wanna, are we going? No, we're not coming to Ohio. We're not coming to Ohio. Our first, our first run of this, we're just going to stay in California, because you know uh, we don't have records out. People don't have music that's playing, and you know getting. And so if if there was a, so when we go to other cities, even we have to go to cities with promoters that already have an audience. Of course. There'll be, you know, because of our social media and stuff, there'll be some people that follow us. But the promoter mm-hmm. has to have an audience because, and the music is good enough. I just think people, to see, you know, Lucky Witherspoon, to see him live is really something special. He's just really, he really is the music. Joe Levy the same. And Sean Rayford is yeah. the dynamic of the live performance. So, you know. Yeah. So it's just, well, y'all need to give me the flyer, Jay, so I can get the shit done immediately. I need. I want to work on it in December. Well, no, we're gonna start. Well, first we gotta, we gotta get. Well, I'm just day. saying, San Diego, but they they burnt out in San Diego, we man. So the, we gotta get the mother. We gotta get the date. We don't have the date locked in yet. So if we get the date locked hope, in, we'll start. What we'll it ain't no it ain't, it ain't no Sunday, is it? No, it's not gonna be. It's a Saturday. It's gonna be a Saturday. Okay, good. Why, You're gonna be good, Dan. Why would we it's do it on a Sunday? Well, that's what they was doing last time. Chucky Book and Sean Rafer. I got. I got. I got. I got. I got. I need to get. I need to promote Jay. They they gave me like three months to promote, maybe two. No, they gave me two months, that's, and I, I need the, this time. No, nah, not for San Diego. San Diego is bougie, listen, man. It, listen, if you can't if you can't put a, if you can't promote a show in eight weeks, you don't need to, you don't need to um, be a promoter. No, if you no can't, I promoted it. I promoted it. What I'm saying is, well, they, okay. they sold I'm a, they sold twelve tickets or twenty tickets and. and San Diego. Because they didn't have because they had the dude in San Diego that was supposed to eat up on the radio. He wasn't announcing the show. So all I'm saying, the nigga is, wasn't shit on ninety two point five. wasn't doing so their job, Jay. To you. By the time I'm done, um, doing what I'm doing, I'll have you. I'll have somebody. I'll have a promoter in the market that has a relationship with an audience. We're going to do it right. We're going to have a full house. <laughs> He's trying to say I ain't got no relationship with these people, J.K. <laughs> no, I'm saying, what do you do, nigga? You have a relationship with 20 tickets. Hey, I could get you. That, that, that ain't, nah, I, it wasn't because of me. E-Dub didn't announce it on the radio, Jay. They had the nigga on the flyer, but he wasn't saying That's shit why, on the radio. Let me say, Let me say this to you. A promoter that has a relationship with an audience doesn't need it to be announced on the radio. Now, with Sacramento, of course, we're gonna sell it out because we got because we got radio and other markets. That's why Chuck Dennis is doing Oxnard because I know that Chuck Dennis has a relationship with the audience in Oxnard. But I also know that we'll promote it on my radio station in Sacramento. As well as um, my show on with KBLA and Kings in the Morning, so we'll get people from other parts 
We'll get people from Southern California. Some, but I need, I need to. We got to bring in 25, 30 percent of tickets ourselves as the artist, and then the the the, the uh, promoter will do the other heavy lifting. And and all you do is is, is building a groundswell. That's why. And now you need eight to twelve weeks to promote a show, to a concert. You can't. There's no more. You can't. Six weeks isn't enough. Uh, Vertical, he don't have Oxnard on lock. That's, he's just a good promoter. <laughs> but he don't have Oxnard on lock. Just take his cover. I'm just telling the truth. Okay. I'm just telling the truth. I'm, I, I call it. I call it straight up and down. I don't put no, you know. And, and that's why. That's why we're playing the size of venues we're playing. We're playing 400 to 600 seaters. Good morning, Stacy Nicole. How are you? And the reason why is because I'm not dumb. I'm not. I'm not. And John Beckman said, "Jay, I got a, I got a place that holds 2,000." John, what did what did I say to you when you said you had a place that holds 2,000? It's too big. Right. I'm not getting now. So we got 400 people in a 2,000 seater. That shit don't look right. But if I got 400 people in a 450 seater, shit, I look gooder than a motherfucker. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know I know the music is going to be good. I know I know the four performers that are going to perform that night are going to be great performers and the the music is going to be good. The performance is going to be good. The evening is going to be sensual and sexy and seductive. Well, listen, you you ain't gonna have to do that much over here at the Legacy. They got beautiful seats, but there's only a hundred of them, so you can you can do that real quick. No, no it's four hundred and fifty. The venue holds four hundred and fifty. I don't think so. I'll look uh, well, again because I've been I, I've been at the place I've been at the place. Okay, uh, well the venue that the venue holds four hundred and fifty is what is, is what um what we're told. So unless Sean Rayford can't count, and the motherfucker own a successful business, so if he ain't counting that, then nigga the legacy uh-oh. hold a hundred a hundred seats. J King. Uh oh. Well, we gotta. We gonna find out. Let me see. It's a lucky just on you. I'm, I'm gonna play it later before I play it for y'all. Anyway, today is the Saturday edition of Kings in the Morning, and the reason why we did a Saturday edition is because you know maybe once a month, once every two months, we'll do a Saturday edition of Kings in the Morning. This is a show we do Monday through Friday from eight to ten a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time. Listening, uh, it's it's a crazy show. Um, uh, you know, and and it's it's stupid, but it's also smart and fun and funny and interesting, uh, and and it, and it makes you say, hmm. So and it's very you informative. Know, and it is it it is very informative. Beckman, as a matter of fact. Um, because you guys have been talking about uh, se- sexual preference, people's sexual preference, and um, contrary to common misconceptions, 
homosexuality has been very common since the beginning of time. Ever since uh, human history has been documented, um, all cultures have seen um, historical icons who may have been a bit queer, if you will. And most of the people that were queer, you learned about them in school. Some of them were outspoken about it in their time, but some of them were discreet. You got J. Edgar Hoover. Was sweet as a pie cake. Good morning, Christopher. <laughs> but he didn't want nobody to know. <laughs> wow. And so, you know, yeah, he was sweet as a pie cake. And he was black. Cupcake. But he passed away. <laughs> you fucked me up with that. Black? fuck <laughs> Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was on one. Hey, Jay, they they seen him go in the house, right? J. Edgar Hoover, and they you know because he uh-huh. was CIA, so they knew they knew he wasn't a woman or nobody else in the house because they already they said he got top security. So all of a sudden they they see a woman in his place. <laughs> That's how they knew. Cross-dresser. They said, ain't nobody in that place. They said, damn, this nigga, they put on a wig, a dress, lipstick. You know what his girl name was, don't you? What was it, J. King? <laughs> Whoa, sweet thing. <laughs> That's a cold game. They, 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 they was looking in this window because they watching him, and they say, "Hey, they was talking to each other on the walkie-talkie." And they say, "Hey, I see a woman." <laughs> Damn. That's a hell of a name, though. J. Edgar Sweet Thing Hoover. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of people, um, Eleanor Roosevelt. You know, who is um, said to be, um, at least in history, uh, one, of the mo- one of the most influential first ladies of the United States. Shit, she her, looked like um, so, What she do? So her, her husband, Franklin, Franklin Roosevelt, had an affair with his secretary. And... Uh, but and it caused a irreparable rift between the two of them. But what they did was they agreed to stay together for the sake of their careers and, and public image. Like Bill and Hillary. Um, mm-hmm. the, and the, the affair, the affair was discovered when Eleanor found some letters that had been written between the president and his secretary. Um. And then. So then she started a relationship with a reporter named Lorena. <laughs> and Lorena wasn't afraid to let people know her sexual preference, that her sexual preference was women. Damn. So the two of them, yeah. yeah. And, they exchanged, was and, and they exchanged thousands of letters. Yes, you are. Because, you know, unlike men, when women start writing, you know, they like to keep writing and stuff. So, so you know, he had his, she had hers. 
If they was in a group, they'd be called the double up. Yep, um, Roosevelt was in a wheelchair. Damn. Yeah. That's that's wild. You're well, right. But just You're imagine, right. She was ugly. But, but think about this, though. So here you got Franklin Roosevelt in a wheelchair. He got his side piece. You got Eleanor Roosevelt. She ain't she ain't the best view. And then she no, got her piece. Not at all. If they decided to do a get together with the, with the, with all four of them, he he he'd be down three to one. Did she look better than Barbara Bush? I was getting ready to say, who's better looking, her or Barbara Bush? I was going to ask the same question. (laughs) Well, Barbara Bush, Barbara Bush looks like um, the Quaker Oak man. The Quaker Oak, George Washington. Yeah. So, so, so it won't come down between between her and Barbara Bush. It don't come down to which one looks better. It comes down to which one got that five finger puller. Which one of them got that puller on them? You know, one of them got to have that puller. <laughs> Who you think right. it was? Who you think it was? That puller. Huh? That was Barbara. Who you dog. think it was? I don't know. It I wasn't know. Barbara, that's for damn show. Barbara wasn't pulling nothing but roaches in that coochie. Barbara had roaches trying to get in her coochie. Bob wasn't, that's what he, her husband wasn't getting no coochie. That's why he was so crazy. Exactly. He wasn't getting hey, Jay, hey Jay, who would you rather do, Jacqueline Kennedy or Melania Trump? Uh, Jacqueline Kennedy, Melania Trump. Uh, looks like a Melania very... Trump. No, nah, Melania Trump is very uh, cardboard, very cardboard. Good morning, yeah, Kimberly you, yeah, you got to kind of you know, got a point there. Yeah. Yeah. Do not do not stop. Do not touch my face or make up my. Don't be messing up my makeup, honey. <laughs> Honey, come on. Hurry up. Faster. 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 Yeah, Faster. I can see that. You're right. You know, I can uh, see that. Plus, she's telling on the nigga now. And see, and Jacqueline is nasty. Jacqueline, yeah. Because, you know, Jacqueline got black hair, <laughs> but she hid it. So you hit Jacqueline the right way, that, that black that girl come out, she'd be like, yeah, you better get that thing. You better get it. You better. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But, you get that. But, but what happened, Jay, what happened, Jay, with Jacqueline is that her coochie started hurting every time Arnold was trying to hit it. That's why he went fuck the Mexican no. lady. That, no, hold, hold it. That's no. the word okay, on the street. That's not Jack. No. Hold on. That's the no. word on the street. That's, Ali, you're talking about that's why you ride that little yellow motherfucking. Um, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Maria, John my bad. My bad. was married to John F. Kennedy. That's right, my bad. I, I got it mixed. I thought you was talking about Maria Shriver. Okay, my bad. That whole school bus just jumped out of me. Okay, <laughs> it's early. It's Saturday early in the morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you like you said you said Kente you like it huh you said Kente I make the show nigga I got the hey brother I was on the bus with your that I'm sorry hey Dre don't be talking too much nigga they got you on that bus nigga uh, oh, I, you were I said you I could ride with you on that one bro that was a little that was a little Tim Virgil said, what does the world owe you for a Saturday edition of this noise? <laughs> Kim, <laughs> I do the best I can with the noise around me. 
Um, now, you guys know who else had a little um, sugar in their tank? Good morning, Dale Bernie. James Dean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He yes, did? They, they, um, so he sure yeah, well, did. They debated, they debated his sexuality, you know, throughout his career. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, um, so he, the, was, so he was like a Rock Hudson type. Because I never thought oh, Rock yeah. Hudson was well, gay. No, because, well, because Rock Hudson got at least, you know, James Dean is dead by the time he's 24, 25 years old. So he doesn't right. even get to be, he becomes more famous after he's dead than after he's alive. Died. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but at the height of his career, at the height of his career, uh, he's a teenage pinup, but he's admired by both women and men. And then there were a lot of rumors about because back then there were there was a lot of homosexuality, but you couldn't talk about a lot. But I'm gonna tell you the most interesting thing. Which one of you motherfuckers are making the noise? Which one of you motherfuckers are making the noise? Somebody moving around. Yeah. I don't know why you motherfuckers don't put yourself on mute if you're not talking. You guys probably using Kente. So um. It ain't me. So it was, but. James Dean never came out right and said, you know, I'm not, I'm not gay. But then he, but then he said, but then he said this, no, I'm not a homosexual, but I'm also not going to go through life with one hand tied behind my back. What the hell does that mean? Hey, I'm not, I'm not a homosexual, but. If somebody put their booty in the air on me, I might put something in it. <laughs> so, so, Gray, was I it only really it. known? Was it only really known mm-hmm. after he died? Was it only really known after he no, died no, that he was, was kind of like, about, it was letters, talked about letters. No, it was no, it was talked about even when he was alive because, you know, a lot of those a lot of those guys listen. The first thing that happened, and I know this for a fact because it happened to me. Um, Kim, Kim Virgil said, we have some local sweetness here on Kings in the Morning. Ali, 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 <laughs> Charles C. I. Sanford, and the white guy in Vegas. <laughs> you can go to hell, Postmaster. How you doing, monkey? Good morning, you monkey. You can go to hell, Postmaster. That's all right, you little chimp. You ugly motherfucker, you. You got short hair, and your teeth look all chickly and shit. Fucking with me, you little dark ratchet. I'm waiting for you to go post fucking. Go eat a banana. Look, look like a little black-ass roach with teeth. Jay, you knew it was gay, and I didn't know they were gay, and it fucked me up. Who? Who? Perry Mason. Who? Perry Mason. Perry Mason? Yeah. Raymond uh, Burr. Uh, Raymond Burr? Raymond Burr? Wow, yeah, I didn't know gay. that. Well, well, I listen, didn't know that. So there are a lot of guys and girls that are in the arts that, you know, that are uh, homosexual or bisexual. When yeah, I first Virgin. came into business, good morning, Michael Niner Jordan. When I first came into business, you know, um, and, you know, they, they, um, 
they, they kind of figured, they, they, you know, especially the, the level I came in. Because I came in, I came in on a high level because Rumors was such an impactful record that I came in with a big deal at Warner Brothers. And so now I'm, I'm swept into the vortex of, you know, of the industry. And a lot of men are gay, and so they don't come out and ask you if you're gay or, or they don't make a gay move on you. But I guess the gay culture has a, have different things that they do and say, different movements, and then, and, and then and they figure out from there how gay you are, you know. So, Jay, let me ask you a question. How gay will you go? What? Uh-huh. How old were you, and who was the first person you thought that kind of had that tendency towards you? Well, um, nobody ever had the tendency towards me. But when I and when I was a kid, when I came in the music business, um, you know, I just saw some very suspect things. And I'm from, I'm from the neighborhood, and and um, right. and I know, you know, I, I you know when we were kids. We didn't have um, we didn't have uh, um, what would you call filters? Yeah, that so wasn't even our in our vernacular. Hey, Rob, good years. morning. So we, I had a friend, and his mom was was gay, but we called her a bull dyke, you know, and we would call her a bull dyke in his face. Right. So and wow. then. There was a guy that grew up in our neighborhood uh, named Charlie Brown. They called him Charlie Brown. He was a sissy. So my dad would say, keep your ass away from that motherfucking sissy. So bull dyke, sissy, stuff like that, you know, it was just just common in a neighborhood. So you know what a sissy is. You know what a bull dyke is. You know what that whole thing is. So when I first came in the music business and, you know, I saw – I saw that shit, you know, uh, I, put, I, I let a motherfucker know from the beginning. You know, I will fight a motherfucker about this. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not that kid friend, that kid you stayed away from, your parents, did he have, like, did, what, did he act feminine, like girly like? No, no, he was no, no, he wasn't. No, no um, my friend, his mama was a bull dyke. And you're talking about um, Charlie Brown wasn't my friend. He was an older kid, but in our neighborhood, in a black neighborhood, you got a dude that's walking around acting like a girl. He gonna stand out because yep, the neighborhood kind of macho. Out. Yeah, the, the neighborhood is kind of macho, you know. But there are a lot of you know there's, there's a lot of sissyism. So what you find out as you get older is there's a lot of sissyisms that are in people. I don't care about you being a sissy. I, I, I don't um, – exactly, Terry Harris said firsthand at Warner Brothers. A lot of people, at, not just at Warner Brothers, but in that we a system, Warner, Electric, Atlantic, you know, Seymour Stein was openly gay. Seymour Stein uh, si- had Sire Records, which had Madonna right. signed. Yeah, was Mo Austin that way? Did you say Sire Records? He said Seymour. What he did? Did Jay? Did he ever tell you, Jay? I want to see more. No, no. But I, but, but hey, I Jay, believe was, that Seymour. 
Seymour Stein was gay, and he he knew that I wasn't, and he respected me as such. Whenever Seymour Stein called me, it was for work, and it was for me to do different work for him. And I liked Seymour; he was a nice guy. But I think uh, I think inside that whole system, that that um that whole system, David Geffen and all of them. If you look in that system, um, so you know, um, I think they Did all. Did he ever come out? I don't know if he came out, but Benny, you know, so my first meeting with Benny, a, a guy was, was with us uh, while we were talking about the deal. Benny, uh, two things I remember about uh, about the first deal I did with Warner Brothers with Club Nouveau and, and the King J Records is our first meeting was at the L.A. Zoo. I met Benny there, um, and Randy Rand, my partner, was with me, and Benny was there with a white guy. But the thing I remember most about the meeting is that when when we got there, a limo pulled up, and it was Vanity getting out of the limo, and she mm-hmm. had some sweatpants on, and she had them folded, folded up so, so her vagina was puffed out right in my face, like you could see her vagina right there because of how she oh had her pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Uh, and that's the thing I remember most about that meeting. I don't, I don't remember most anything about um, what Benny said. Um, and I'm saying, <laughs> Mary Lou took me to a party at his house, and it was crazy. Let me tell, wait, well, let me tell you how Jay, the, Benny was gay. Let me tell you what I first found. So, so anyway, this guy is with Benny, and he's rubbing on Benny's shoulders while we're talking about the deal, and it was weird for me. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yep. it was kind of weird. I'm like, I'm like, why the dude? Rubbing another dude's shoulders. That shit is weird to me, right? So that that's exactly. But so every time I brought a woman with me to Warner Brothers, Benny would say, "Oh my God, she's she's beautiful." Um, yeah. You know, and, and and so and I would be like, "Yo, you, Benny, I'm not. I mean, I'm we cool, but it ain't like that." <laughs> um, you know, if you wanna, you know, if you wanna, yeah, I I connect you up. And he was like, no, I don't want to be with nobody. Oh, so, mm-hmm. so two or three times, Benny responded to women that I was with, like, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And one day I brought exactly. this girl, and um, she was beautiful. Uh, and I'm not going to say her name because she, she ended up marrying uh, a record executive who I connected her to. But she came to this meeting. She met that record executive on the same day she met Benny because she drove me. And we were good friends. We had never been together. She was a stewardess, about five nine, beautiful girl. So she comes to this meeting with me, and um, we're, we're we're in the middle of a meeting, and um, and then she says, "Can I go? Is there a restroom?" And Benny said, "Yeah." And then she told they, we direct her to her restroom, and so when she leaves, Benny said, "Oh my God, she is fine. She, man, what do you mean fine? These women?" I said, "Benny, I never slept with her." Never kissed her, nothing. She's just a friend of mine. If you know, if you if you want to go out, I can connect you. She's a cool lady. When she came back in the room, he never said nothing else to her. And that's when I knew uh, this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And Benny, yep. and let me just say this: Benny was Benny never made a, a a direct attempt on me at all. But I think he knew. Um, so when 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 dudes say so and so hit on me or this person hit on me. Um, or this person hit on me. I think if, if a motherfucker hitting on you, it's because you got they you might have some sissified. Well, no, or you got some sissified tendencies, and you might want to extract yeah. some of that sissy shit 
None of my tendencies are 55. But I think Jay, you have 55 tendencies. Did Mo Austin ever tell you, like, hey, this guy's this way, stay away from him or something like that? No, because I think, I think Mo might have been a little cakey. Wow. I never thought that about Mo. That's funny. That's why he told you, Jay, my fights are not physical. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn. But, you know, but, but and it could be me. It could also be me just thinking the industry it's just there's a lot of sweet sweetness in the industry. I remember one day D. Rob said, "King, man, when you said it, every time you said somebody was gay, I thought um, I thought you meant that uh, I, I thought you were just talking." He said, "Man, but all them dudes you said was gay was gay." Uh, uh, Janet Marie said, "Not necessarily, mm-hmm. Jay. They like buck breaking. Don't ever forget that. It's in their nature." Well, you, in order for them to do buck breaking on you, you got to be a buck, Janet. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a full grown motherfucking stallion. You can't, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't. Yeah, I think you, you got to get a Janet. T- Janet telling on herself, Jay. Janet, she telling on herself. She been to some buck breaking. <laughs> she she seen some buck breaking. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, um, brother Reverend Ali. Jeff Carlin just sent me what I already knew, and and you know, so but this this goes back to that little yellow school bus. Um, meet at meet at the Legacy, looking for a boutique hotel, a high tech meeting complex to hold your next event. The Legacy Conference Center Conference Center offers a fifteen thousand square foot indoor meeting space, a five hundred seat Dolby Sound Theater. Outdoor amphitheater and fountain pavilion. Oh, they so, must be talking about the outdoor then, because the theater yeah, is outdoor. Outdoor would be nice. No, an uh, indoor meeting space, 500 seat Dolby Sound Theater. Yo, no count. Okay. Okay. Well, let yeah, me tell you, you right now. Count. I'm gonna look on here. I'm gonna look on here, and I'm gonna show you what it says. And you I'm in San Diego. You can't count. Okay. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now what it say. Right? It says. The centerpiece inner experience of the newly opened Legacy International Center is the unique 100-seat 4D History Dome Theater designed to transport video. Okay, that's why this motherfucker on mute. I'm going to tell you why. they probably got another one. No, it's a theater. It's a 100-seat theater. What do you see? When you go to a theater, what do you see, John? What do you want in the theater? A movie. God Number damn it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> They've got another space for <laughs> that 450 seats is where you're going to perform. Yeah, I'm sitting well, in there. Yeah. I know where I'm performing. Good morning, Larry uh, Brooks. Good morning. Good they morning, got, they, they got another one. They got another one, Dan. Yeah, you know huh. you're talking to a motherfucking puppet, man. God damn, man. Jay, yeah, it's like it's a dumb, dumb. Jay, remember when you came to Texas Station, we had a couple thousand seats for the Marvin Gaye uh, tribute thing? Yeah. Well, that room could, yes. that room could be broken down to 100 seats. So that's where you're going to be, is like Beckman, in a conference room. John Beckman. John okay, Beckman, okay you're right, you're right, you're right. 
You're right. It says right here, five hundred five hundred seats. But on the on the beginning I, I of it, know. Jay, it, it says a hundred. And when you go in there, it looked like a hundred seats when you go in there. No, it don't. They, no, they, no, they, no, it don't. It's, it's, it's different theaters. No, they got one, Jay. It's the same one. Oh they must God. they must break stop, it down. Stop! 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 <laughs> stop! Listen, man. I know where it is. I've been in there, and I'm telling you, it looked like 100 seats, and it says 100 seats, but maybe they about? break it down into five. Um, no. Because um, I'm looking Jeff at it right Carter here. It says 500. Thinking, Jeff Carter said, I'm thinking there's two different places. One's a dome and one's a theater. So one thing we do know yeah, is one's, this, Jeff. One's probably one thing a ballroom. One thing we know is this. Ali lives there, and this motherfucker ain't never made his way there, so I can't even... I, what you mean? I, 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 what you mean? I, I, I've been I, there. I stayed there. I stayed there. Uh, Chucky Pucker and uh, uh, Sean Wafer there. They didn't, it didn't come. It never came. It got canceled. But I was there, Jay. I lived. I stayed there four days. I went to the... This nigga went to a show that got canceled. Wow, this nigga went to a show. Days. Who paid for it? Who paid for it? That had 20 tickets sold. Great no, I, I stayed there before they, before they even said they had a show, Jay. I stayed there four nights. I walked around because they got this big, nice waterfall, and that night it looked like a rainbow water. So I walked around there, Jay, and, it, and I went to the theater. It looked like 100 seats. Now, uh, uh, Jeff might be right. It might be another place in there that I didn't what look at. You don't see what the Shut your ass up, you Kente. Shut up, nigga. You don't see nothing but weed, nigga. Nigga, you, on, your sorry. eyes is blurry, nigga. You would have told Jay it was 10 seats, nigga. I'm so sorry. Weed's a motherfucker. Ali. Ali, can somebody can answer a question for want. me? What what I the fuck is back. the go theater? Ahead, uh, what's your question, Reed? Yes, Greta Garbo okay, go was, um, was, was, was gay as well. Yeah, go ahead, Reed. What's your question? No, I was going to ask the question. I'm sorry. What the fuck is a theater? I know what a theater is, but what the fuck is a theater? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, we from the streets. Nigga, you a white dude. Nigga, you grew is up that, in high that like, like, New York, is that nigga. Like, is, court, is that like... No, is that theater, like when the brothers the say court, no, when the brothers say police no, no, instead Reed, of police? No, no, Reese. It, it's called um, dialect from different parts of the country. That's why your dumb ass is on mute. I thought they said. And just because you want to sound like white people, because you want to be the whitest black guy we know. Now everybody don't want to hear that no. shit. But what we we listen no. to it. Reese so if you don't like it, very yeah, well. theater, theater, different people say different things. Mm. Based on what part yeah. of the country. Oh, okay, listen, excuse me. I apologize. Theatre too, Jack. They I said theatre. Why you didn't say theatre, uh, uh, Reese? That would have made you more white. I apologize, Black Savior. I didn't mean to upset you, Black Savior. <laughs> it's like when Jay says author, he says Arthur. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you, Black Savior. I have to I have to go because I have I have a honey do list to to complete. My wife is standing there with her arms folded, getting mad at me. But I promise you, Black Savior, I will never ever disrespect the black dialect again. I will start using the words theater, police, because police is a, oh, and and also I remember to ask for permission before I speak. Yep. <laughs> well, well, if, if, hey, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, then when you speak, be specific. That's be right. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. Be specific. Be, be, 
I have to be, be specific. specific. Good morning, Jesse Alexander. <laughs> yeah, be specific. Hey, Jay, say the word author. Arthur. Oh, it's Arthur. Yeah, see, he says Arthur. <laughs> see, he said Arthur. <laughs> no, Arthur. No, my dad, I thought you said say Arthur. I thought you said my dad's name is Arthur. That's his middle name. No, Arthur. Oh, Whenever Arthur. you say author, Arthur, you always say Arthur. Uh, Arthur. Okay, so John Beckman, let me tell you a lot of shit that you say. <laughs> Under your breath. Yeah. Well, well, wait a minute. Again, you're, how do I know what I what, you, what I how do you know what I say under my breath? Can't hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you good. Uh, no, no. You have to remember that Black Savior can also read your mind. This is what makes him Black Savior. He's saying you. That's he's right. Saving exactly. you from fu- he saves black people from future racism. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But so so I know exactly him. what you motherfuckers yeah. gonna do, and I know mm-hmm. with with the likes of a reef on the radio allowing you guys to say nigger and stuff like that when ain't nobody looking. Somebody got to call you out. <laughs> you guys are just making fun of Reese because he enunciates. Everybody enunciates. Well, I don't care what he enunciates. He said everybody enunciates. Everybody enunciates. I don't care what Reese does with nuts. Enunciates. <laughs> Damn, um, he said so, he <laughs> I right, gotta go. Love you guys. Bye. Have a good right. weekend, man. Enjoy your Saturday. No problem. Hey, Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter, I thought you was my partner, man. Fuck you, Jeff Carter. That's the first fuck you. I'm a geeky, you motherfucker. Trying to make me look bad. He acting like snitchy poo today. He over there snitchy pooing and looking up shit. What's up, Jeff Carter? Putting you on front shit. Uh, wow, Leonardo da Vinci was was a was a sweet thing. Damn, yeah, who knew? Hmm. You know, Leonardo da Vinci he uh, painted Mona Lisa uh, and uh, other women that were world famous. I thought you were about to say Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm about to say God. Now Jay, it was a it was a it was a Tupac interview. And Tupac said that Quincy Jones came on to him. Well, what about what about Van Gogh, Joe? I don't believe you know Van Gogh that. cut off his own. That. He cut off his ear. Nobody understands okay. why he cut off his ear. Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. All the, uh, why did he um, cut off his ear? Janet Marie said. Janet Marie said all them Peckerwoods are Roman Catholics, and they, you know. You know what? <laughs> Moving forward, I want you to refer to me as Woodpecker. <laughs> woodpecker. So you want me, you want us to call you Woodpecker? Um, be, um, yeah, yeah. I prefer Beck- Woodpecker over. You know, we'll call you. What if we call you a Beckerwood? John yeah, Beckerwood. Cool. I like that. That's Beckerwood. Nah, I like so. that. John, you setting yourself up for some more racism, nigga. <laughs> well, that's that's why you I'm like here. It. I like you to like bring it, it out in people. Did See? you get my check, hey, John? Did you guys did, uh, did you guys know that we had a president that was gay? And it wasn't Ooh, Obama. a lot of people. Yeah, Barack Obama. No, no, not, 
No. John Benton. The 15th president of the United States was James Buchanan. Wow. Why is Buchanan? Buchanan knows that I'm right. Obama. Barack Obama. <laughs> he, was was a, he was the only president that we had that was never married. He he was never he had never been married, and he spent his adult life living with uh, another senator, and his name was William Rufus King. Damn, and, uh, no relation, right? And, no, because Democrat. Was, I'm um, sure. First of all, no, uh, they, they were. Um, he was first of all. They, you know, the white folks. You know, this is we ain't even nowhere in this picture. And so what they okay. called him, what they would call Jay, him. Jay, you on Mondays, though, Jay. What they would call him is Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy. <laughs> That's Damn. Miss Nancy, Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy. That's rough. <laughs> That's, That's a cold rough. game. Yeah, it is. Damn. That's rough. And, uh, it's, been a, it's been a diverse White House, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that white now, John, John, this is gonna break your heart, John, because this is one of your one of you guys' um rugged white men, um, Walt Whitman. You know, the the famous poet and essayist, the journalist. Uh he's considered the father of free verse because of his um influence on on American writing. But you know, um People have long suspected that he's homosexual or bisexual, and they say um, a lot of a lot of it. You you hear it in his poems mm-hmm. because they, they think that there are some authors, homo- erotic uh, elements. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about this. You know, who was the famous writer that lived off of Key West? Um, that. Uh, who was that guy? And his daughter, yeah, his granddaughter, Hemingway. Uh, actress. Hemingway. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah Hemingway. Hemingway. Yeah, Hemingway had his. He had his sissyisms. Um. And you know, um, the Romans were known to have uh, been more open-minded when it came to sexuality than the rest of uh, the modern the modern world. Mm. Um, <coughs> Roman Catholic. And I bet even you with Napoleon, that, um, there were the, I bet you Napoleon was a pie cake too. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell, tell you what they I'm getting ready to do right now. Greek. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you what you are, John. You a motherfucker that that's muted because your ass. I'm right in the middle of me talking about <laughs> shit. You decide. White folks always want to take over the motherfucker. I'm I'm leading the conversation. I'm talking about Romans. <laughs> And um, so there yeah, was an emperor, yeah, yeah. Um, Emperor Hadrian. Anybody know Hadrian? H-A-D-R-I-A-N. As free and nah. as free flowing as, as the Romans were, Hadrian stood out. Wow. Because his companions were often um, young Greek soldiers. <laughs> and <there was> one... <laughs> Young Greek soldiers. 
Mm-hmm. That's where they got from the Greek. Mm-hmm. Antinous was a uh, um, He spent a lot of time with a soldier named Antinous. They would go hunting and fishing together, and they would write love letters to each other. <laughs> and they didn't do none of that. They went to the mountains and started fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but Ali, but Ali um, when Antinous died, um, Hadrian declared him a god, and and so he could be worshipped by people. And Hadrian, <laughs> Hadrian they said so he could be worshipped. <laughs> hey Jay, oh, Jay, do you uh, think the village yeah. people were two dollar bills? That whole group, the village people. Um, you know, I, you know, during that time, I, you know, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of y'all out there. It's a lot of people that hide they hide their sissyism. They don't want people to know that they got. You say a lot know, of y'all out. There. <laughs> <laughs> you got that, Drake? Yeah, I caught that. They can't get to start accusing you, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I always wondered about the village people. I I don't I, I don't I never um, I wasn't a a, a a large follower of the the village people. I wasn't I wasn't one of the people that listened to the village people. There was nothing about the village people music that made me. Want to you know? Like I didn't want to sing Macho Man and none of that. But we had They always sang about YMCA's. Hold on, you got being in the Navy. Spam calling me. Hold on, you guys. I got a spam calling me. Hello. Hello. Hi, Jay. Yes. I'm calling for the United Veterans Alliance of America. The reason for the call is to let you know the new drive is underway. Like always, your support will go to representing the needs of our nation's veterans who are dealing with issues like unemployment and homelessness. Yeah. They support candidates like Representatives Gus Billy-Rackus mm-hmm. and Julie Bradley who will make sure the veterans get the support they need. So if we send you out an envelope, can we count on your one-time non-tax-deductible donation? It's been tough on me lately. I um, I would love to, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been... I've, I've had a hard time... Your support is needed. Yeah. Your yeah, yeah. Send, send it, send, send the envelope, and I'll put what I can in. Sure, no problem. There are three levels of support. Okay. There's a 100. I just hung up on from that. That's when I knew that, that I was. I can't oh, really play God. the game with him. He's was, not even compassionate. That, was, that was, wasn't even compassionate. The three levels of that support is twenty-five, fifty, and a hundred. Yep. Three levels of support. <laughs> That's cool. Bullshit. Six eyes. He started with a hundred. Oh shit. Wow. Um, it was a computer, Jeff Carlin. That's why I hung up. Because I want to be able to interface with somebody who can, who I can put my emotions on and say I'm 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 broke. I'm hoping that they could send money to me. And when it's, when it's a computer, it's no fun, because then I can't. No. I, I, I can't put it in. 
I'm not a computer, but I have a request. I'm going on vacation I wish, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, I wish he would have went a little bit longer. And, uh, I, and, I'm, and I'm driving I'm driving to Paso Robles. No, it wasn't. And I know. It was nothing to go on. It wasn't, it's a motherfucking computer. It, it didn't make no sense to waste the Number time. Number one, we only what, have don't make, what don't make any sense with all the money they spend in, in the military and not taking care of their own veterans, that's, that's, that's that embarrassing to me. I don't even stand for Babylon, but that's fucked up that what the veterans of this country went through and this country won't even stand up and take care of its own people that stood up to be America. You know, let, me tell you what they did my, let me tell you what they did to my uncle um, Junior, my uncle Jr. My uncle Jr. was in Vietnam and uh he was injured in a um when um a mine blew up and shrapnel got in his head and everything so my uncle comes back and of course when he comes back he's not the same um what he did was he saved the lives of uh of five or six guys that was with him um he 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 was injured had the strap shrapnel shrapnel um uh, he, he got them out to safety. Uh, a helicopter got to them, picked them up, saved them. Up. But he was he was damaged pretty bad. He was injured so badly that my mother was the one who the, the they would what they would do is they would have a guy come to your house and he'd knock on the door in uniform and give you a letter. And that's how my mother found out that my uncle Jr. was injured. And my mom was sitting at the table crying, you know, blah. So. They, so my Uncle Jr. come back from Vietnam. You know, when he comes back from Vietnam, they call him a baby killer, all that stuff. Good morning, Ivan. And then um, some 30 years later, they um, give him his Purple Heart, the Purple Heart that they denied him. 30 years later, they give him the Purple Heart. And then when they give him the Purple Heart, they give him a million and a half dollars, uh, but he only gets thirty thousand dollars a year. So they award him a million and a half dollars. That now he's he's sixty something years old when he gets it, but only at thirty thousand dollars a year, and he can't he can't bequest it to anyone. So just so. Let me just explain to you how long it would take him to get the million and a half dollars, 50 years. Yep. Now, he's 60-something yeah. years old when they give it to him. So they don't expect him to live out long enough to, to collect it all. And he can't. And they know that shit. And then he got to live in poverty goes. from what they're giving. They give him enough 30, to be a poverty. Yeah. And so he lives in a little, and, and, and you know, and, and, and he, um, and his head is fucked up. You know, he, you know, he does drugs and stuff because his head is still, the motherfucker got shr- shrapnel in his head. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, mm-hmm. uh, so when we start talking how old was about, he, you know. How old was he, Jay, before, when he died? He's, he's still alive. He's oh, still he's alive. still alive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, but John. They give him thirty thousand dollars a year. And do they tax that too? 
I don't give a fuck what they do to it. it he don't get it. I mean, it, it, it ain't. Off no it's still embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It's fucked up. What's the point of giving him, awarding him, or whatever they want to label it? It's almost like a photo op of $1 million, yeah. but I'm going to let you live in poverty, you know, and 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 you have issues, apparently. You know, it looks yeah. good on paper. It, it, it looks terrible. Yeah, no, I agree. That's just but they, good on they, paper, they don't care. See, that's the whole thing. It looks good on paper. They look like heroes. They're like they done done something. And you and you still fucked up. Yeah, they did my it, uncle the same way. My uncle Benny, he's passed on now. He's been gone for I think four years now. I was nine years old, and he said the government's gonna pay him. He came down with Agent Orange, and they never paid him. He never got that money. Well, that's my uncle Billy. So my my father's youngest brother, uh, the younger brother, my uncle Billy, when he came back. Um, he was losing blood, and they couldn't figure mm-hmm. out where he was losing blood from. Um, and it was because because of the Agent Orange. And wow. uh, and my and my uncle Billy was crazy. I mean, he, you know, he came back because um, they because they seen some shit. Yep, they seen shit and, and was made to do shit that you don't make a human being do, unless you want to turn them into an animal. Yeah, my and if you want to turn being into an animal, then you, my father went through that shit. Went through that shit and went and had to fucking go to court over and over to get his to get his full benefit. And he didn't get his full benefit five years before he died. He finally wow. got his shit, and he's fucking eighty four years old. What kind of shit is that? But at the same but time, why, you, you're hearing about a hundred million. I mean, a hundred billion being sent across the, the world to take care of the military might of that land. It's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. That's an atrocity. That's yeah. an American atrocity right yeah, there. Yep, sure is. And then they got yeah, to come and, and that's something that we, that we have the capability of fixing today because, because Absolutely. it's not, it's not so many of them that we that 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 it will be overwhelming to our system. If there's anything that we should fix, my uncle Jr. should be able to enjoy some of the the, the fruits and benefits of uh, of high living uh, because of the because of what he paid into uh, what we call the Great American Dream. You know what he could do? Go to one of those uh, law firms that will cash you out a certain amount, and then they'll get a percentage. Because he ain't gonna get it any no, fucking way. No, you can't. You can't. No, you can't do it. You can't do it because I just told you it's non-transferable. Ah, it, it's not, gotcha. Oh, so the motherfuckers yeah, really know what they're doing. Yes, America's a bitch. Wow. Holds herself out. Hold. Yeah, That's man. Crazy. It, it, like like you said, it, it the illusion of the American dream. Just that's what a bitch. That's what a trick will do to you. It's an yep. illusion. You know, you get caught up. 
Next thing you know, I'm sure Beckman knows, the world ain't the same on how you were institutionalized as a youth when you become an adult, especially if you hold true to, you know, like America made us hold our hands to our chest every day and worship it, you know, as children. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. To the United States to the flag. For which, yeah. To the flag. One nation under allegiance to the flag. See, allegiance to the flag and allegiance. Yeah, man. That shit is. That shit is. You should. Let me tell you what's cold blooded about. Let me tell you what's so cold blooded about the game. Even for white folks, the game is so cold blooded. It's gonna kill me and you. Wally. Yeah. Did you get my white uh, folks? Did you get my folks that ain't at a certain level? They they yeah, don't have a chance. I, hold on, I got you on the air. What? Yeah, that's I, I your see dad's what you're saying, Jay. Yeah, and they don't send. If they don't care about, if, they, if you ain't at a certain level, they don't care. Even the Jewish community, you know, people think that all Jewish people got it made. They don't. There's a hierarchy in all this shit. There's a hierarchy even among black folks. There's certain black folks that won't hang out. If you're from the neighborhood, they ain't hanging out with you. If you're not speaking the English, uh, the, the Queen's English correctly, they don't want to, they can't associate with you. They can't let their kids, um, they can't, uh, uh, mothers can't let their daughters or, 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 or father, uh, father can't let their sons be with women that aren't um, from the same equal. A lot of bullshit. Right. It's a, it's a caste system. Right. It might it might well be yeah. equivalent to having a dot on your head in India, by the language mm-hmm. and how you speak, you get judged and put in the certain class, just like Reese. You know, it's a refine on how you master the language. Mm-hmm. However, well, I mean, you look Reece, at the language. You know who? Uh, Reece, I mean, you guys, you guys don't know who Reese is. You guys don't pay attention. Do you know who Reese is? He's he's twisted. Reece he's twitted. No, Reece, no, Reese is J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> wow. Reverse. Oh no, he is. Which, <laughs> no, not reverse. Not reverse. J. Edgar Hoover yeah. wanted to be white. He, he, he wanted to be white so bad that he presented as white. John Beckman said, Reese yeah. is my brother. Exactly, John Beckman. John Beckman, you're white. Your brother Reese, he he loves being you. He Reese, I'm gonna tell you what Reese. When Reese sees you say, "Reese is my brother," Reese is at home going, "I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm Beckman's brother. Oh my god. I did it." His ass going to call back in. Five dollars. His ass going to call back in. Reese will call in and say, and say, Jay King, you, my friend, are the purveyor of niggerdom. They say something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but what that I say about Reese is true. I, and we can, we can kick in ha-ha all we want to, but you guys know Reese. Reese has a hard time with with black. Yeah, I think so. It ain't. It ain't what he want to do. 
It ain't, you know, to 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 be um to be unblack. Young, gifted, unblack. That is what we want to be. Young, gifted, unblack. So you say he have a hard time, he wants to be, but he just can't bring himself to doing it, right? John, I'm your brother without changing who I am. I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to change my, my speech or how I think about myself or my, my, my race. And I don't require you to have to um, change how you feel about yours in order for us to be brothers. Reese wants to be you. That is where the rub is. Well, he wants, he wants, he wants, to, be to be Jewish. Well, he is Jewish. He, he wanted told, to be. Um, yeah. No, he's Jewish. He already said he said he was he's Jewish. And he's definitely matter Jewish. Fact, me, 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 and Reese, me, Reese, uh, Jeff Carlin, and John Beckman share uh, a group a group text together, and John Beckman uh, named the group. Three Peckerwoods and a judge. So he has put Reese in the Peckerwood category and me in the judge category just because I don't let Reese spew his bullshit inside the three Peckerwoods and a judge. Daphne, good morning. Daphne, I'm playing this for you. This is Daphne's favorite song. You are my king. 
John Beckman, how are you getting Yusef singing um, this fish is my men? <laughs> what, okay, so uh, what, what is this fish of men that John Beckman keeps talking about, Kente? That was yesterday because he said he was a fisher. He was a fisher of men. I don't understand. So what well, what I was doing, well, uh, trying the hearts of men. The, the slogan came from Jesus Christ's term, fisher of men, being that his disciples were fishermen. And he told them to stop following fishing and come and be fisher of men. Fisher of men is knowing the hearts of hearts of men, knowing that there's going to be a war. And so he had to get the troops Uh, together. John Beckman, he did not say he likes to fish men. That's not what he said. But let me tell you why John Beckman likes But let me tell you why John Beckman thinks that. Because John Beckman has CTE. And certain shit fuck with his brain and, and get him all fucked up. Um, so or John Beckman, what he is, he's distortion. Either that or John Beckman has a thing for men that that maybe um that make maybe him fight his sexuality. Yeah, that, you know, he a lot of people fight it because he mentioned he did mention the village people several times and asked if they were gay. <laughs> and John Beckman said <laughs> when you said when you said. Fillets is men's fish. He calls it fillet of souls. <laughs> oh man, this is so. The, uh, who who who's got a cat? Who's on the show with a cat? On me. Hold on. That's oh, Beckman playing with himself. You know, He's playing. You know what? Beckman is playing with his cat. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that six eyes Open playing with your his legs. Pussy. That six eyes playing yeah. with his pussy. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, yeah. Okay, a lot of things come out on Saturday. Yeah, though. Of course, we realize now that. Six eyes is so backwards. He got a C and I cat, not a C and I dog. They said he was going to come back. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. They said he said he was coming back. Beckman superhero. <laughs> hey, are you kidding me? John Beckman should have his own superhero. You have one, Black Savior. <laughs> and so I'm so I'm Black Savior now. Yes, you are Black Savior. Every time I go after you, Sam Kente, you defend his ass. I told you. Good morning, Pamela Harrison. Reese, uh, uh, John Beckman said. John Beckman said, you. "Thank you, brother Reese." John Beckman said that you're, you're really? his brother Reese, that you have the brothers. Yeah, you're all my brothers in Christ. 
You are all my brothers in Christ. But if you had to, Ellis said, you had aren't you, Ellis said, aren't you Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You are Jewish. You said it yourself. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. My stepson just said that. He goes, aren't you Jewish? I'm like, be quiet. <laughs> uh, I'm teaching him how to drive. I'm in, I'm in the passenger seat, and we bought him a car. Uh, a couple of months ago, and now he's actually on the road driving. He's got his learning permit, so I promised him I'd take him on driving today, so he and I are driving all over the city right now. Um, John Beckman said, Reese and I had different mothers, but I think we had the same father. Dad was a player. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jeff Carlin said that you and him were brothers and Myron. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, hold on. So John Beckman, your father was a heroin dealer who died uh, <laughs> over 40 years ago? <laughs> Damn. And a player, apparently. Yeah. Well, uh, this was a good – what did you guys think? Uh, this was a good um, a good experiment. Did you guys – do we like – do we want to do – do we want to do a Saturday every now and then, or I'll dig it. Or was this was this just a one-off? Was this just a one-off? I like it. I don't know. I think it was cool. I, I don't leave. hear nobody else chiming in. You, yeah, but you got to check and see if Ali route for his Saturday route. Make sure. You're able to get at the bus stop. It'll be cool for me. I like it. Okay, so he make sure you check out for his route. So what happened to my man? Is he gone? Where's Ali? He left oh. me hanging. Now, now you got to take the Uber home. Uh, yes, know, yeah, this was the first time um, Jeff Paulin said yes. Uh, Nakia said, wait, did I miss the Kings in the morning today? This was a, we sure did a special Saturday. We're going to put. We're going to probably do one every month or so. Uh, what would you do if you received $20,000 worth of scratch in the mail by accident? What would you do if you received $20,000 worth of stra- scratch tickets in the mail by accident? Shuffle for half price. I'll scratch the I'll shit out of them. I'll be a scratch ass. for half price. You got better exactly odds than getting 10% of that. That's exactly what happened to Danielle Alexandrov of Fallmouth, Massachusetts. Wow. I started going to the Falmouth. 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 Okay. Thank you. I started going through the boxes. Everything is normal until I get to a box that's very heavy. I open it up, and it's a box of scratch tickets. And I'm thinking, is this a joke? until I look at the receipt and its value of $20,000 worth of scratch tickets. The tickets were supposed to be delivered to a nearby Kenyan's Market, a well-known lottery store in, in East Falmouth. The store had no comment. Alexandrov returned the tickets to the Massachusetts Lottery, which, according to officials, is the correct thing to do. These tickets, until they're activated by a retail agent, there's really no value to them. If someone tried to take one of these tickets, 
if it was a winning ticket, bought it, brought it to a retail location, there would be a message that would flag it, and they'd be unable to catch the ticket. FedEx did not respond to it. So so those of you who uh, would have scratched the ticket and scratched a million dollars, you would have been happy. You would have picked up the phone, cussed people out that you didn't like, cussed your mom-in-law out. (laughs) Tell your wife she ain't shit and you don't want to be with her no more and then take the ticket <laughs> and not be able to cash it. And get locked the fuck up. <laughs> Good morning, Michael Red Boy. Yeah. So those of you who was gonna who gonna keep it and so you do better turning that shit in and getting a possible reward. Um yeah. So Jan and Reed said, um, I'll take them to get validated um, by Kumar at 7-Eleven. He can't validate the tickets. Um, your ass is going to jail, Janet Marie. You always <laughs> doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the motherfuckers back in. Now let me ask you guys a question. If you were uh, in a store, right, uh-huh. and you saw uh, a worker at a restaurant, Drop a pastry on the floor, pick it up, and not wash it. Just pick it up and put it back real fast. But if the pastry you're not getting, it ain't got nothing to do with you, would you tell? Or would you just keep walking? And if I'll I was able to see it, I damn sure would tell. I'd tell like a motherfucker. First of you all, besides, you ain't telling shit. You ain't telling shit. I was able to see. Open your fucking ears. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking the about. LJ. There you go, six, oh, six eyes. Who taught you that? Who taught you to talk like that, six eyes? Yeah, he got some, some, some helmet nuts that, that time, didn't he? <laughs> got on me about my cat, okay. and I said if I was able to see it, I would tell. Yeah, I guys, heard you, you six eyes. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. If a pastry falls on the ground, you guys are really talking about like whether or not you tell someone if a pastry falls on the ground. Are you really that sensitive to food that falls on the ground? I don't believe in the five-second well, yeah, rule. I believe, in, pastry fell I believe in the 42-second rule. If you, saw, if you saw a pastry fall on the ground and the employee uh, picks it up and puts it back up like nothing's happened, are you going to tell or not? I'll tell. No, I'll tell. I'll tell. I'll tell. It's the fact that they, put it, they did that shit, which means there are some nasty-ass, unclean-ass people and how many other fucking donuts or pastries did they do that shit to? That's why the fuck I would tell. Look right. at the anger coming about fallen pastries. Oh, my God. You what think if, that what someone is shot someone in, there? in the what head? You that in there? So, you Reece, you, so Reece, Reece, if you saw somebody drop a pastry and then put it back up for sale, you wouldn't say anything. No, I'm still trying to figure out what's the mor- like what what's the moral dilemma here. Well, first of I all, just told somebody you. might get, get somebody gonna get some gonna get some food that was on the floor, and and it might get sick. We don't know. I'm telling like yeah, I'm not just telling. I'm, like, I'm not just telling. I'm gonna say to them, don't you put that motherfucking thing back. Take that motherfucker. Take it down right now. I'm gonna exactly. talk so loud. 
that everybody's going to hear me. And then I'm going to tell the manager, this nasty motherfucker right here. <laughs> I don't know how many. Exactly. I'm going to have him throw all the pastries away. And see, that's the, the, exactly. You don't know how many other pastries he's done that shit to. Yeah, of course. You don't know how many other violent pastry yeah, acts have been done at the store. Listen to you, fucking snitches. You would fold no, under question. Reese, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what it does, Reese. It tells us how nasty your ass is. You've been eating food off the floor. So you've been eating food off the motherfucking floor. <laughs> you nasty motherfucker. Okay, let me tell you how deaf you are, JK. Let me tell you how deaf you are. I just said at the beginning of this conversation, what are you guys a little bit afraid of the five-second rule? Nigga, I believe in the 42-second rule. I ain't afraid of a little uh, no, bird no, on the floor. Been, no, 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 you, no, no, no. Talk, Good morning, Barney. It's a difference if it falls on my motherfucking floor. And I fucking... Okay, again, yeah, I get it. You guys are so pristine, right? What you're drinking and you're smoking. But better not, nobody put no food on my floor. <laughs> no, if it's on my floor, it's fine. But if you... Do you know how fucking nasty pastry Listen, floor is? Listen, what I'm saying is is that there are a lot of dudes who are sitting up here talking about how pristine their bodies are and what they wouldn't eat off the floor but they sure enough would eat some ass and some coochie of a strange bitch that they just met at the nightclub. Stop it with the no, fucking nonsense. I ain't nonsense. no strange ass. Fuck that. I ain't eat no strange coochie. Nah, not yeah, me. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Think of all of the other nasty shit you don't put in your mouth when you all worried about a fucking croissant. Knock it the fuck off. I'll put a few nasty things in my mouth but by, by my fucking choice, not by somebody else's Yes, I get it. I get it. You've got standards. I get it. If you drop it on the floor, clean as a fucking whistle. If the employee at the fucking Panera Bread does it, all hell should break loose. Niggas, y'all are inconsistent. Right. We got some issues. And that's, Damn that's right. my whole point, is that if you don't even see Jenna how inconsistent said, you are. Jenna Marie said Reese was a savage eater when he was in the streets. <laughs> Motherfucking right. Terrible. I was a fucking host. I was homeless for three years. You think I gave a fucking from croissant fell on the floor? What did nigga know? So he and he may not get another meal? You motherfuckers is playing the fucking... Y- y'all playing a high, holier-than-thou game. Y'all look like clowns. Like I said, y'all put nastiest shit in your mouth than a croissant. Well, puss and croissant are two different things, okay? They taste it. Now, you notice everybody immediately backtracked as soon as I said all the nasty other shit you put in your mouth. Get on your right. Hey, nobody right. backtracked. No, no, Jay, you he didn't backtrack. Stop speaking for everybody, Black Savior. Slow down. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Jay, we, we know people, you didn't. People are just giving you everybody is not you. Yourself. Jay, 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 I literally, I literally ate half a baked potato before I came upon a damn potato bug in it. I was puking for days. I'm going to tell you, the potato bug has to be the ugliest insect ever in existence. That is, uh, uh, yeah. uh, John, yeah. uh, Jeff Carlin said, whatever you guys said, Jeff Carlin said, yeah, one smells like fish, the other one doesn't. You eating some bad pussy that smelling like fish. Well, you know what? Um, do you know? Do you know what? Um, Richard Pryor said about pussy. Do you know? No, what did he say? Richard Pryor. 
He said the worst he pussy said pizza, ever be He said pussy is good. like pizza. He said pussy no, is like pizza. pizza. Even when it's bad, it's no good. good. I wonder if D-Rob <laughs> remember that. I, so, so we went to go see, yeah, Reese is from Boston. Well, he's not from Boston, but he lived in Boston for no, a long I time. Worked, so. No, I, yeah, I worked in Boston. I was on WRKO in Boston. So one day, me and D-Rob uh, and Lori, we went to go see, uh, we went to the comedy store. I used to go to the comedy store as a, a former re- relaxation for me. And Richard Pryor happened to come in, you know, just to do uh, a little short thing. And he was bombing. I mean, he was bombing bad. None of the stuff he said was funny. You know, his his arms was moving uncontrollably because he had that um, uh, uh, MS thing. Parkinson. And, um, yeah. And um, right before he left, he said, one of my friends was talking to me about bad pussy. And he said, I didn't understand what he meant because I couldn't see the two words together bad and pussy. And I looked at my friend, I said, the worst pussy could ever be is very good. And everybody laughed. But um, that was the last joke that I heard that I heard from Richard Pryor. The worst pussy could ever be is very good. Yeah, he famously said, the famous thing he said was that pussy is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. That's true. Because the worst piece of ass I had, I still busted a nut. So, hey, go figure. Well, I got to be honest with you. I was, one day I was, uh, um, I had lost a million dollars in a day. And I went to see this girl and we were supposed to get together. And that money kept coming to my mind. And and it and it just it just died on me. It happened. It just died. Yeah. 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 Two times it happened to me. That time... And then this one time I used to talk shit to this girl that I really didn't like. I just talked shit to her. And one day she cornered me. Uh, uh, and, um, and, and tried to force me, tried to force on me because I was talking a lot of shit about what I would do. And I it didn't work out right. Uh, D-Ross said, I yeah. thought he said very, very good. He might have said very, very good. Uh, John Beckman said a colleague of mine said he was dining on pussy. And for some odd reason, she diarrhea in his face, and he scarred for life. Oh, that's fucking gross. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, that is gross. I ain't never had shit like that happen. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. John, um, um, have you ever have you ever been down there and a girl start and it start farting? Because of the air. Now I was fucking when somebody farted, but I ain't never been going down and they farted. That would turn me off. That would be that would be gross. So you talk about the oh yeah, the pussy top farting, yeah. Uh huh. What if she just straight up farted from her ass? What? Oh man, what if she did? What? Um, uh, uh, Chocolate Peach said that's disgusting. Well, I mean, um, you know, it's disgusting. Shit, she, why is she farting like that? Why is she even? Why is she didn't go to the bathroom? Why is she stopping? 
Chocolate Peach know what it is. She be farting all the time with her nasty looking ass. <laughs> Big old motherfucking. Well, she got rows of tires in her legs. Oh my god. Yeah, she don't. Yes, she do. Yeah, I've never seen her before. Yes, I. Yeah, I shot little Jay. I'm gonna do you. You know more than you let on, huh? <laughs> That's why she be <laughs> fucking with me. <laughs> Did you hear that genius ass laugh? <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker is big. That was a genius ass laugh, Ali. What you know, man? She look like a big me. ass. She look like the biggest world book of Guinness Book of World Records sausage. <laughs> uh. Uh, 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 Chocolate Peach said, Ali, stop trying to flirt with me. It ain't working. Oh, no. That, that's, that's what they're big. She trying to have. She trying, I think she want to be a big old fat comedian, J. King, because she definitely trying to be funny right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, you guys, this is this was the first time we did this. I, I guess... I guess we'll do it again, right? We should do it again. I think it'll be cool. I like it. Okay. Well, if you like it, then we'll we'll do it again. We'll see um, see how it works. My name is Jay King with Lynn Tolliver, Johnny Graham, Cracker Davis, Yusef Kente, Brother Reverend Ali, Simi Braxton, Reese on the radio, Six in the Mix, and um, Dr. Dre with the High Top Fade, telling you to get busy living because you have enough time dying. We'll see you guys on Monday. Same bad time. Same bad time. Good weekend, everybody.